We have so much time on our hands to make sure, talk about conspiracy theory. Right. Let's talk about the theory of you doing something to change the lives of other people. Absolutely. Don't tell me about AIDS and it came from here and it came. Fact remains, I have something. If I don't take my HIV medications, I will no longer be here. Right. I do holistic things. Right. So I had to be proactive. I'm not gonna go out there and tell people, oh, HIV don't exist. I would right. be dumb to do it. High blood pressure don't exist. Right. But it is your duty. If you're walking on this earth, like they say, when you're born and when you die, there's a dash in between. What do you do with that dash? Mm. Are you gonna have people when you leave here at your funeral saying what greatness you did? Or are you gonna have two people at your funeral because all you cared about was yourself? Wow. So you know, it is a, it's very important. And we have so many powerful hip hop artists that can really put the message out there, you know? Go to school. If you don't go, if you don't want to go to school, get a, a trade of right, some sort. Right. You know, be a better human being. F brothers, take care of your children. Even right. if you and the mother don't get along, yeah. take care of your seed. It's impossible to stop a man or woman who will not quit. We Won't Quit podcast is designed to help entrepreneurs who are feeling stuck by limiting beliefs and procrastination. That's right. You're going That's to hear right. stories and lessons from incredible people who've overcome setbacks to comebacks because they have the mentality and they refuse to quit. Your host is none other than Mike Hughes, mailman to millionaire, the storyteller and leadership mentor, helping you shift and grow in your entrepreneurship journey. Tune in to these episodes to get real stories from real people who've had real success. Let's get it started. Let's get it started. Are you ready? Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. It's a pleasure to be able to sit down with you. Very nice to meet you too. It's my pleasure. It's, it's an pleasure. honor. It's an honor. So uh, we let's start with, uh, with, with where it all started. I mean, I know you were doing events that really launched the careers of so many, right? It was Mad Wednesdays, Mad yes. Wednesdays. Mad That's Wednesdays. It. That was And it. it's still going on now. So I started Mad Wednesdays in 1994. Okay. And it's still going on now. I've been 14 years at the Shrine in Harlem. Wow. And so I do every third Wednesday of the month. But it's, it's more of a community movement. Right. Mad Wednesdays back in the early 90s and the 2000s was, uh, you know, I thought I was going to be this big person, this big promoter. And I was going to meet all these celebrities, but God had another mission. And, you know, Mad Wednesdays was really a community forum. Right. And so, you know, to, to this day, I do HIV testing at Mad Wednesdays, hep C testing, voting, AIDS walk. We feed kids and give them children and families around the holidays, Thanksgiving. And, you know, when we did I Am The Vote for the two years we were in the pandemic, right. um, I was outside every day. Wow. You know, with Rob Love and uh, Bob Sumner and uh, Jacqueline Almond is a good friend of mine who owned the building. Okay. And we got one of the Black Lives Matters painter to help paint the mural on Girl. 125th Street. Yeah. He's the one that painted I Am uh, the Vote on the Gate. Wow. Yes, 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 yes. That's yes, beautiful. Yes, that's yes, beautiful. Yes. I saw the colors. Those are my favorite colors, too. Yes, yes, yes. I love it. He did a great job. He did a great job. Absolutely. But... I mean, you've accomplished so much, you've done so much, and then to still be in the community, because, uh, you know, we talked, we were talking offline about how so many people come into the community or start out in the community, leave the community, come back for a day, dip in, dip out. Uh, but you've been here, still giving, still leading, still, uh, you know, doing what you do. I, let's start with I Am The Vote. And I know now it's moving to... Beyond the vote. Beyond the vote. Because right. it's, it's beyond. It is. We're in the crazy times right now. Yeah. You know, we could pray. People are like, pray. Yeah, but you got to pray. Faith without works is dead. It's dead. So, you know, we have to be out here on the trenches, not only people that are well, but because I'm an AIDS survivor, 20 plus years, I was diagnosed with HIV in 1995, found out through a life insurance policy. And, you know, I thought I would never see my children grow, grandkids, but I see them now, and I got grandkids now. That's awesome. And, um, you know, God just had another plan for me. Right. And so I had to learn to accept, you know, my diagnosis. Because, yeah. you know, back in the day, people were calling AIDS the monster. That's when we right. didn't really know anything. And I was um, infected in 1995. I found out I had the virus. And... Uh, you know, 
I read the letter. It was in the post office. Sent me the Which insurance company. Which is crazy because it was it came in the mail back then. Came right? in the mail. So you came literally opened up a letter and saw this, read this. Well, they sent it to me so that they can tell me they rejected me for the life insurance policy. Right. But I had HIV. Anybody, go please seek help. Right. Didn't give me a number. Didn't give me anything. Wow. And so for about. Three weeks, I went. And I didn't go back because back then people were saying, "Oh, the Western block test, the Eastern block test. You know, it's not true. Black people don't get right. Black right. people can't get HIV. The same thing with COVID. Black people right. don't get couldn't right. get COVID. Right. Right. And who's the ones that had the most numbers and the most people dying? African American. Yeah. yeah. So you know, so I didn't go for three weeks. I was with a gentleman at the time. I got infected from somebody else, but he was no longer in my life, and. Um, this little woman took me in the room and said, you know, I'm going to pray with you because you're going to need this on your journey. Wow. And I'm so glad that I was able to encounter somebody who gave me my diagnosis, but then gave me the strength and the word touched me yeah. so that I can, you know, be able to go on this journey. It was a hard journey. Lost yeah. 95 pounds, was very skinny, you know, had sores all over my face, on my arms. And um, I was in, in very bad shape. Mm. But, you know, I prayed God. You know, I had supportive, very supportive friends, people who had family members that had, was diagnosed with AIDS that would give me, listen, go see Dr. Sabi. Yeah. Dr. Sabi, um, good friend of mine, Jacqueline Rowe, you know, called Dr. Sabi. She paid the consultation fee because I couldn't work because I was too sick. Wow. And she paid the consultation fee for me. And I started Dr. Sabi's program. But I'm, I'm telling people, you know, Holistic is a great thing, but if you know you need to take medication, you need yeah. to do medication and holistic. I would never tell anybody to get off their medication right, right, because right. I, I'm not a doctor. Right. But what I can tell you to do, change the way you eat. Your diet is very important because the food is killing us. Yeah, yeah. We, think it's, we think it's this and we think it's that. It's the stress and the food is killing us. Right. And black people are, as pe are people... We are living trauma, still living trauma from slavery. Oh, absolutely. You yeah. know, people don't yeah. want to generation believe that. Generation to generation. Generation to generation. Yeah. 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 I mean, we can even fast forward to the traumas that we see today. Yes. And the things that we, we're experiencing today, right? Every time there's a situation, it's trauma, whether we choose to just walk through absolutely. it or assume we are. But, I mean, back in 95, th that was the year you got your diagnosis? Yes. Like, it was not even... Magic Johnson was like the only person. So, you know, that we kind of are the ash, maybe. I can't remember if that was the year or right around that time. You're right, because Magic Johnson in 95 right. revealed right. his diagnosis. Because right. I was looking at the timeline. There's a special timeline that I have that, um, um, which magazine? Time magazine put out years ago. Yeah. And I kept that timeline. Wow. And it told you about the French man in 1981 yeah. that brought the virus over on the plane. And right. then you know it was the Haitians, right, right. you know, the, the green monkey. Yeah, yeah. They had so much stuff going on. Hemophiliacs, right, you know. Right, they tell you anything. And then the face of AIDS became African-American women. Right. And black men. Now today, and I, I want to go back to that, but today, because so many people don't know the statistics, don't know the the fastest growing uh, areas uh, or communities, if you will, is it still African-American women? Still us. Wow. Men who have sex with men, African-American women and seniors. Right. That's what blew me away. Because I know years ago it was like between the ages of 40, I'm, I'm, I'll be 50 in December, right? So between the ages of like 40 to uh, 34 to 49 was like the fa female African-American women was yep. like the fastest growing population. But it's not talked about as much. No, not at all. It's like we've forgotten. Right. COVID has taken over everything. So people don't go to the doctor anymore. They scared. And I understand that. Yeah. But put a mask on right. and get the test that require you to right. stay healthy. Absolutely. So you know if it's a colonoscopy, if it's prostrate, if it's making sure your diabetes is under control, right. your high blood pressure is under control, right. you have to go and see a physician. And we still have not caught up from the people that did not go to the doctor during the pandemic, they still haven't gone to the doctor now. Right. And we need to get that message out there too. It's important for you to take care of yourself. Because yeah. COVID didn't attack us because we were black people. COVID attacked us because we had a lot of health disparities. Absolutely. Immune systems. Immune system toe up. Our work ethic. 
right? I mean, we're on the front lines. We're the essential workers. We're the folks who, again, carrying that stress. Yes. And then the foods we eat, right? Amazing, amazing. But so you, a lot of folks, it was a death sentence, like, for them. They right. literally just shut down, and people around them shut down. So I love the fact that you said you were able to connect with someone who didn't just give you the diagnosis but pray with you and then, you know, was proactive in telling you what you could do to not only sustain your life, because you look amazing, thank obviously. You, thank Walk you. in here, lighten up the entire room. <laughs> I mean, it, it just, just light up the entire room. But now you've been able to help. I mean, do you even know the hundreds of thousands of people that you've been able to help just with, with, through social media, through, through the vote campaign, but mainly just because you're a walking testimony? Do you know how many people? Or I, I can't imagine the testimonies that come to you or the thank yous that you get. Well, it's the same with you and the work you do. You, you know, we'll never really know the impact that we've had from us doing the work that we do. But I get so many young women that come to me and say, I used to go to Mad Wednesdays. Oh my God, you were so awesome. Thank you for your leadership. Or they say, oh my God, I loved you on Reasonable Doubt because you right. were talking some real stuff. Yeah. You know, yeah. we have to go to places and act property, right. properly. That's why I always had Mad Wednesdays at Sweetwaters, Essos, Country Club, Planet 28. All these places that were nice places right. where you could sit down and eat. Right. Because every time I went to a hip hop showcase or event, it was always in some dark, yeah. dark, dingy place. I right. said, but the evil come out in the dark. Right. So I brought the, the hip hop artists to the light. Right. Right. So I had Jay-Z lived in Sweetwater. Sweetwater right. was a very nice place. Whitney Houston, a friend of mine, uh, Shelly Brooks, and her partner, Gene, those are the two that got me to start Mad Wednesdays at Sweetwaters, wow. which was on 68th Street and Amsterdam Avenue. It, it changed the look of hip hop. Yeah. Like you said, from it being something that's, you know, you're thinking dark underground to really being, no, we're, we're everywhere. Like being this, in the light. In the light. Yeah. Right, right. And, and, and being proud, you know, yeah. this is the culture. This is who we are. This is what we are. And, but the one thing that um, I, would, would, I wish the hip hop artists would think about is the messages that they're putting out in their music. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. Yeah, we had certain artists. We had Luke. We had, but it was in a plethora yeah. like it is now. Yeah. Everybody's right. talking about gold, chains, right. you know, all the different cars. Yeah. Do you know what that does to a young person or to a person that's trying to achieve something in life? You showing them all of these materialistic things, but you're not showing them this, yeah. and you're not showing them this. Yeah. Because Jay-Z... He worked hard yeah. for what he did. Right. That's the stuff we need to be talking about, the work ethics, right. you know, not, not quitting yeah. and, and staying true to who you are and what you do and what you believe and attached it, attach it to something that's advocacy. Right. You right. can't just want to be here for you. Right. You have to want to be here not only for you but touching people and giving them an opportunity and great resources to be the best persons they can be. So to, to be such a historian, to be the godmother of hip hop, to be relevant today, like you're still fighting, you can, you can feel your conviction, you can hear it, it, just all of it. But to know that you play such a vital role in the, in the foundation of it, like how does that feel? Do you even sit back and think about it like, yeah, that was me, like I did this, or I was the person who was around to help put these folks on and then you know, be a big sister or in some cases a parent to say no, this isn't, this isn't how you need to move. You right. need to move this way. Right. Because you're still doing it today. But do you, do you ever sit back and think about, like, what you've accomplished? No, maybe when people come to me and say it, like, somebody met me the other day. They was like, can I call you auntie? And I said, absolutely, everybody does. And they said, your new name is Auntie Activist. So now that's from one of my hashtags, too, Auntie Activist. Yeah, you're going to have to get that. Let's lock that down on IG for the real right now. Like, we're going to lock that down on Twitter and everything. Right? Absolutely. Auntie Activist. So, you know, just even, even Mad Wednesdays now, all the young people are coming through Mad Wednesdays. People that I knew when they were young and now they're adults and they have children, yeah, they're bringing their children yeah. to Mad Wednesdays wow. and bringing their grandchildren to Mad Wednesdays. So that is a very good feeling. And, and that I'm still here to be able to tell them, you know, always have a message when I do it. My son, Scott Davis, Joshua Scott Davis, he hosts it with me. So he's new 
you know, in my Mad Wednesday team, yes, and sir. is doing a phenomenal job. Rock Logic, Sticky from Shake, what your mama gave ya. Right, right. He's a part of my team too. DJ Bring Him Out, who was DJ McBoo back in the day when he had hair, he bald headed now. He DJed for me back in the early 90s wow. when I diff did different spaces. So, you know, Mad Wednesdays is just not me alone. It's mm -hmm. so many other people who contribute my live band. I have Carl Brown, Tony Stevenson, and Thomas Felder been with me a long time wow. and you know was other drummers little Sean and um you know it's just been a beautiful beautiful you know uh I guess movement yeah you know and it is it's a movement for me to be able to get people registered to vote during right. the pandemic so so talk about that because people you know they obviously bail in voting and is a way, you know, I have a daughter who's 22, just turned 22 last month, right? Or depending on when this, this airs, but <laughs> she's 22 and a senior in college. And so her mailing vote just came and, you know, she was in the booth with me in 08. Like, that's like, right. Push the button. That's but, right. Like, that's right. Bring that's your kids. Bring, no, she, bring your kids. Right, yeah, when you see, vote, bring your kids Absolutely. With you. So push the letter, push the button to vote for, for the president in 08, you know, Barack Obama. Um, and then on the other side of that, Maria, I was able to, uh, we talked about Petersburg, Virginia, family mm -hmm. there. In 2012, I voted. My grandmother was 96, and I was able to drive all the way down to Petersburg, Virginia to help her vote. Beautiful. And That's beautiful. so I still beautiful. have that picture. She passed away the following year, but it was just, wow. I mean, to, but to be able to live to see, you know. Barack a, a, Obama, a black, black man president. become president. Yeah, I remember asking, did you ever imagine in your life growing up in North Carolina and on the farm and, you know, her parents and, and descendants were slaves and things of that nature, um, that you live to see it and the stories that she told. But do you ever think about you encouraging these young folks to vote and, and not even just young folks? I mean, you know, it's folks in our, in our age group that still have never voted because they believe this, that, or the other about the system. Conspiracy theory. Right, right. Just say it. Conspiracy right. theory about COVID, conspiracy theory. We have so much time on our hands to make sure, talk about conspiracy theory. Right. Let's talk about the theory of you doing something to change the lives of other people. Absolutely. Don't tell me about AIDS and it came from here and it came. Fact remains, I have something. If I don't take my HIV medications, I will no longer be here. Right. I do holistic things. Right. So I had to be proactive. I'm not going to go out there and tell people, oh, HIV don't exist. I would right. be dumb to do it. High blood pressure don't exist. Right. But it is your duty. If you're walking on this earth, like they say, when you're born and when you die, there's a dash in between. What do you do with that dash? Mm. Are you going to have people, when you leave here at your funeral, saying what greatness you did? Or are you going to have two people at your funeral because all you cared about was yourself? Wow. So, you know, it is a, it's very important. And we have so many powerful hip-hop artists that can really put the message out there. You know, go to school. If you don't, go, if you don't want to go to school, get a, a trade of some right, sort. Right. You know, be a better human being. Brothers, take care of your children. Even right. if you and the mother don't get along, yeah. take care of your seed. Yeah. Because that's your seed. And when fathers are not in children's lives, my granddaughter, I'm going to talk about her, they go through so much trauma. Mm. And when, when and mothers are not in boys' lives or you don't have neither one of your parents, that takes an effect of, on you. Absolutely. And we don't have those villages anymore that take care of our motherless and fatherless children. Yeah. Yeah. We just got people saying, you know, if you live with your aunt, call ACS. If somebody hits you, call ACS. We become, now the government takes care of our children. Yeah, yeah. I grew up in a community where it was just that. My mom worked from, I mean, typically she was gone to work before I got up. And by the time she got home, you know, I was a latchkey kid at seven. Wow. Right? So I remember just having, being able to make it across that street, right, to, you know, to get in the house. But I had a community of people who were looking out for me in our apartment complex who always made sure that I was doing the right thing or, you know, Mama Humes was going to know, right? And uh, and they all had the ability to, to put their hands on me if someone was Absolutely. Like, hey, get over here. And the stuck. teachers, too. The and your teachers, teachers too. too. And you act yeah. up in school oh, and they yeah. say they're going to call your mother. Oh, you yeah. broke down. Exactly, because you, you knew. Even if I was wrong, even right. if I was right, yeah. the fact that my mother would have to take off and come to school you was getting a behind with an ass whooping for that. Exactly. I could see it right through that little glass, right through the door. You know, you can see it. You see that face like, oh, who mama is that? If it was your mama, yeah, you knew what was coming. Yeah. So so, 
so that, that's so powerful, but we do need to get back to the community. But you are in the community, like not just on Wednesdays, but daily. And with my bullhorn. Right. Bold. Somebody just bought me a new bullhorn too. And it, it has a Bluetooth. So when I get tired of talking, I can put some gospel music or whatever the latest songs are, I can put on there. You know, if it was Apple, you'd be able to like put a whole lot more in there. We're going to have that conversation that. later. Just, just had to throw that I out told there. him he got an Apple. I got a smartphone. Yeah. So a smartphone is better than an <laughs> Apple. Apple, you just eat and digest and it go away. But a smartphone, you smart. Right. I'm not going to debate you just because you, 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 you. So I, who knows? I may end up with an Android by the end of this Yes, episode. he sure might. Just because. <laughs> uh, so but getting out the vote and utilizing your uh, voice, your voice, like throughout this time, because obviously we're in the middle when the election season is over, you know. And so a lot of times we don't hear from folks until they run. They right, lose. Right. And then they don't come back. Right. But then the next time a seat opens. They run, they lose, and then they go back again. I'm tired of the going back people. Right. We need people that if you lose, you're not losing because there's still so much work to be done. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, this is beyond the vote. I'm going to be educating people along with my uh, two my two good friends. Both came out of the radio, Deneen Walmack okay. and Gwen Kingsbury. They like my PR, put up my website, make sure, you know, my paperwork is right. right. And so with them, we, we have the I am, um, I am the Vote, Beyond the Vote movement. Right. I'm still with I Am the Vote. Right. Look, look, I was still on I Am the Vote, but I love the fact that you moved it to another level. Yeah. It is Beyond the Vote. It's, it, as you say, they come in, they leave, they, you know, ask for our vote and... You know, we don't see them again till the next voting cycle. And so many people don't know, Maria, the importance of the local vote. You know, that is the votes that matter. That's exactly. the money in our schools, the money for our hospitals, the money for our after school programs, the money for our senior citizen programs, the money for community. And that that is why you need to vote local. But I'm, you know what I'm tired? I'm tired of the people because I work early voting. Right. So now we have early voting in New York. So our vote, our primary is on uh, June 28th. Okay. But 10 days, nine days before that, they have early voting, giving people the opportunity. We laid on that because the other southern states have been doing early voting for a very long time. Right. New York's supposed to be on top of their game. And we just doing early voting. Right. And um, people need to stop coming to me in the booth saying, who should I vote for? Really? You, whatever candidate is running, you need to be listening to their debates. You need to be Googling them and finding out their information, calling their office, asking to see them, asking questions. You should never get to the booth and ask the person that's standing there that really can't tell you who to vote for, right, right. who to vote for. Yeah. That's where you, beyond the vote, that's where you need voters' education. You need to be understanding about who the candidate is and do they represent the issues that plague your community and that you are concerned with. Right, and, and is there a fight to help assist that community? Yes. And assist the things that are important to you? Yes, because perfect example, they go on bail reform. You know, New York City, we we're supposed to be closed down Rikers Island, which they need to do, right. and bail reform. So people keep thinking that bail reform is about letting criminals out of jail. The word reform throws everybody off, right? Police reform, bail reform, anything that has reform, but, I think the thought process is that it's taking something away. Absolutely. And that's not what it that's is. That's not. Bail reform is for those people who steal a loaf of bread or who have small crimes that they've committed or misdemeanors, not right. even a crime, right. a misdemeanor, misdemeanor yeah. and you give them a $5,000 bail right. to get out. For small... Now, misdemeanor could be a parking ticket. Thank you. You know, and, and trust me, I got a 22-year-old daughter in college. I hope she's watching because I get all them parking tickets <laughs> coming in the mail. But, yeah, she's amazing. But, but again, just looking at, like, Ferguson, whenever the DOJ steps in and, you know, after Mike Brown right. situation, DOJ stepped in. And what they found was how many in that community were in the criminal justice system, right, simply because of a parking ticket a meter ran out, and then you find out that, and this is why local voting is so important, that judge is, you know, he's invested in prison, the prison industry. Right? right. All of this came out, so it's nothing that's, that's, that's new. That's right. 68% of the officers don't live in that community, don't look like that community. So all of those things happened. It was one young lady 
uh, Maria that I was reading about who had a parking ticket. She couldn't afford to pay it because they tacked on a fine. Right. She had to spend a day in jail. So because she spent the night in jail and she had to come back the following weekend, right, and pay the fine. She couldn't afford to pay the fine. Now she has to come back three days. She's lost her job. So she's constantly behind because wow. she's paying, 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 paying wow. all these fees. And that's how, and when you think about that from a standpoint of bail reform, yes. those are things that need to be reformed. That's what bail reform is about. Thank you. Taking Thank you. the small things yeah. and not making them so big, like Rikers Island. I don't understand. When somebody told me that Rikers Island was a holding, I said, a holding? But they got people in there, been in there for five and six and seven years. Right. What do you mean holding? Yeah. So Rikers Island is just supposed to hold the person until they go to trial. So Rikers Island shouldn't even be as big as it is. At all. So but to, that, that tells the story right there. Right. So where's the checks and balances? Right. There's nobody that looks at the paperwork and say, you know what? He just was in the store and he stole something. Why is he still here five years later? Browley, the young man that got that hung himself. Yeah, yeah. Khalif. Yeah, Khalif, I was thinking about that story. It's a great documentary for those who haven't had a chance to watch it. Great in the sense of the information. Obviously, the outcome wasn't. And, and we're talking about those who may have committed a crime. A lot of it, and you know like I do, is alleged. It's alleged. Well, his was. You know, he stole right, somebody's was, laptop, supposedly. somebody's bag, right. backpack. Right. Right. Never found the backpack. Right. Supposedly, and never right. found the person that made the complaint. Right. While he's walking, someone officer stops him and says that. And obviously, we know the story. How many, I mean, just tens of thousands. How many people are we? If not hundreds of thousands. I, I, forget, I just forgot. There's two people that just got out of, was released from prison. Both of them did like 20 years. And they were innocent. Yeah. yeah but, but the DA had the information, it was told to them, but they never looked at the information. Right. And see, this is where Beyond the Vote. This is where Beyond the Vote is going to work. so important. So yes. I hope folks are really understanding the correlation of getting the information because you're not just saying, again, who to vote for. You're not saying how to vote, but you're saying what's important about voting, why it's important to be able to impact your community and make the changes. Well, I tell people, when you don't vote, you still vote. Right. Then the other person is going up against the person that you didn't vote for. Yeah. They get to win. Right. And that's what it is at the end of the day. And if you don't vote, you don't have a voice. And if you don't have a voice, that means you don't matter. I would not be on this earth walking around not mattering. Exactly. I want to matter. So that's why I take things, whatever it is in my hand, during the pandemic, seniors couldn't get on the computer because they're not computer literate. Right, my mom, my so mom I, I have vaccinated almost 500 seniors wow. during the pandemic. Mm. And then I got them, that, so I would set up, people would call me, I worked with the National Black Leadership Commission on Health with Melissa Baker, and then um, my church, First Corinthian Baptist Church in Harlem and Michael A. Warren. So we have the HIV AIDS health ministry there. And people would call me, Ryan Health, my good friend, Charles Shorter. They would call me and say, listen, we got slots. And so it started at like four or five slots. Then they would call me and say, Maria, we have 30 slots. Wow. And I would call all, once you one senior knows, right. all, they got a like senior bat line. So then all the seniors started calling me saying, can you make me an appointment? Can you make me an appointment? Can and I had to follow through. So they got either Moderna or they got Pfizer. Right. So after they got their first shot, then I still had to call them back and say, listen, right. you got to go back for your second and shot. And in some instances, getting them a ride to and from. I mean, that's, that's the point. That's what I mean by uh, just for this, you know, directly the lives you save, right? Not just help, but people whose lives you save, but indirectly. It's, you know, that's the matriarch of somebody's family, the, the patriarch of somebody's family. That's right. That just didn't have the resources that's to be right. able to get that information. That's right. Or to be able to get that done, so. And then some of them, they wanted their grandkids, so I got grandkids right. vaccinated. Some of them, that kids that was going back to college, I helped their college children get vaccinated. Right. Yeah. So that was, that's still a Mad Wednesday movement. Right. It's right. a community. It is. And it so, is. you know, my not-for-profit is Can't Be Silenced. Can't be silenced. And that means I'm not going to shut up. I'm not only for HIV and AIDS, right. but for any disparity, gun violence is so big now. Right. And, and our young black males, 15 and under, carrying guns and shooting. For what? I mean, where are they getting them from? 
Well, you know they say 95 is the pipeline, so they trying to right. stop now. But 95 yeah. been the pipeline. It took you this long to figure 95 exactly. was the pipeline. But they not making them on the side of the road in 95. Nope. They come in, like we know, in and outside the country from somewhere. And you know it, it, it's not us organizing. We, we do. Yeah, they don't give us that. So, absolutely. But And then we see all the mass shootings. And, I mean, we can go from... Yeah, uh, Buffalo. But again, it starts in our community. Yes, since, young people, since, Texas. Um, since before Buffalo and after Texas... I think I saw there were 20 mass shootings just within that seven-day span after. And the mass shooting is, what, anywhere four or more people are, are, are killed or injured. So, I mean, what can we do? What, what do you – obviously, I know the fight you're, you're fighting. What can the masses do locally in their community? Because we have folks watching from all over the country, uh, even outside the country. But what can they do? But what would you encourage them to do in their community to really – just assist in some way, shape, or form. I mean, obviously, we're going to pray because that's what we do. Absolutely. Prayers, there, prayer, but, prayers. But as definitely. you said earlier, prayer without works is dead. Faith without works faith is without dead. Faith without works is dead, right? Prayer, faith, all of, like, all so, of it. So you got you to do something past that. What would you tell them to do? Where do they start? Well, first, you can start if you have males in your own family, whether it's your nephew, whether it was, it's your niece. You know, the neighbor next door comes and hang out with your kids and you need to be talking to the neighbor's next door kids. See, people don't, we got the new mothers now. You know, the old mothers, my kids, any of their friends, I knew who the mother was. Yeah. I knew the numbers. I knew everything. Yeah. My children didn't come in walk in my house with no secrets going on. And so as a parent too, you have to be proactive. I am not here to be my children's friends. I was here to... Make sure that they got the right nurturing and that they had the right upbringing, that they can function on their own. Yeah. That was my mother's job and my father's job, your mother's job and father and our grandparents' job. Yeah. And we, we, we instill values in them yeah. and morals in them. And so this is what we need to instill and, and start at home and then have conversations with the young people in our community. You know, people are hurting. People are angry. Yeah. People feel left out. People are using social media as their friend. Yeah. People are looking for likes, you know. And the people that's on your social media that's liking you, they don't even know you, so how can they like you? Right. So my thing is don't focus on the likes and putting all your business on social media. Focus on who God created you to be, making sure that you give love to yourself. Because those people out there in the world, people out there in the world ain't kind. And we see this through the hip-hop artists. Somebody said something negative to Cardi B about her children. And she said, I'm going to take my, you know, deactivate my right, Twitter. Right. But you, you expecting these people to say nice things to you? Right. Yeah, they love you when you're on the top. But they're your biggest critic. Why should Absolutely. Twitter be your critic? Why should Facebook be your critic? Why should Instagram be your critic? They don't love you. These social media people, this social media thing is not a love thing. Yeah. It's for business. If you want to get your business out, you want to get a word about your business, that's fine. My friend's like, I was sick. My girlfriend, I was sick. How am I supposed to know you sick? Right. I put it on Facebook. You think that I look on Facebook to see who's sick? Right. You think I look on Instagram to see who's sick? Right. Or that your parent, mother, father had a funeral right. and I should have looked on Facebook? No. If we friends, you should have called me and told right. me. And, and that's banking on the fact that the algorithm's going to all of a sudden work. I was just telling somebody, there were like a group of people that I know I follow daily that I just realized I don't see anything from them. I haven't seen anything because we don't control the algorithms. Right. And so, so once you put you it up... What, you, what they want you to see. They don't want you to see... Hey, let me check on this friend or check on that friend. They want you to see what they want you to see. So it, it, most folks may not even get that information. So, you know, it's very unfortunate that black people, our people, we are sensationalized. Everything is about what's the next challenge, dance challenge. Right. Everybody's fascinated with what's going on. In, in, in Yandy's life and loving hip-hop or what's going on in so-and-so's life. 
that you're not even focused on what it is that you need to do. Right. Because they live in their life however they yeah. live in it. Yeah. But you got to make sure you live in yours and living it to the best of your ability and taking care of your children yeah. and your community. That is what you need to be focused on. Not what's on social media, not what's, what, what's going on with the neighbor next door, not disliking the hip-hop artists because of this and that. And some of them need to stay off Instagram and, and Twitter themselves. <laughs> exactly. I don't need to know that you bought your children a $350 chain. Right. That's crazy. You don't need to. Why do, you, why do we need to publicize? Because that lets me know you're still traumatized from slavery. You know why? Because you got to show the world what you have. Right. Because rich people don't do that. No. Do you know what? Do you know the cars that Elon Musk drive? Not at all. Not at all. Do you know the cars that Magic Johnson has? Never seen them. Never seen them in the car. So why do we need to? Unless it was a Let the world commercial. see. Unless right. Unless it was advertising right. getting, getting a big check for it. That's you don't know what like. Shaq is doing? No. Right. Or Zuckerberg. You don't know how many cars he has. Right. You don't even know how rich he is. Yeah. Because we don't see their lives their like that. Their is focus is to pull us in to, you know, to do this, that, and the other. Right? I mean, social media is, does just that. I remember when MTV first came out and they were interviewing the the... the founder, president, whoever was running at that time, and he said it. He said, I will control the way young people think. Some, somebody the way told they vote, me. Somebody told me. Sexual preference. I mean, it was just, just documented because of this station. Like, and that's what television does. I say it all the time. It allows us to see, it tells us a vision of how somebody else is living their life. Good yeah. and bad. And it's not always factual, unfortunately. Now in this reality, uh, TV setting and people really take that word reality and think that that's their reality. And they think that that's what, and you know, I love, I'm not even going to say I love, I love that these reality TV shows keep our black people working. Mm -hmm. But what I don't like is the negativity that the comes The narrative out. they're able to. And especially to on black men. Yeah. Yeah. When Peter, Pe was Peter Guns, right? Yeah. When he was on the show, yeah. and he had Mina and the other woman that he was dating, and it was always a mess. I hated every time. Yeah. It yeah. just taught him demasculate. The, yeah. It is important for society to demasculate black men. Yeah. And it, they're doing a great job. Oh, and then we have our black women helping out. Right. If we don't have nothing good to say to our black men, we should not be saying nothing at all. And we should not be telling anybody anything else bad about our black men. Keep it to us. Because you don't see the other color people getting on social media talking bad about their people. Right. It's only us. Yeah. Yeah. You think that's by design? Of course it's by design. Right. I mean, you've seen it. You've been around. You've, I mean, you've it's been by around design. The, the billionaires, folks who are now worth billions, you, you've watch folks' careers and, and assisted their careers like nobody else in that facet. Where do you think we get off or, or we've gotten off track, if you will, from being able to come back and, and really be in a community to teach the positive side of it? Like, you know, like I, I love, I love Jay-Z's legacy. I love the, the, uh, when he talked about buying art, when he talked about his mistakes, when he talked about and there are several others who have done it, but no one to that degree, to me, that I saw who said, look, I, I should have had this, this, I should have bought in Dumbo. Dumbo, like I should have did this. This art appreciated. I can give this to Blue. Like, where do you think that where we can change the narrative and the message? Oh, how can, I mean, you're doing it weekly. You're doing it daily. Uh, what could someone like myself with the platform do more of? Just keeping... Just keep doing this, yeah. and then also offer resources, which yeah. I know you it's do. It's the resources. I'm yeah, so it's good. the resources. You know, whether it's a small resource, like I just got my second dose of um, of 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 my shot, mm -hmm. and so as soon as I knew I could get other people in, I call people up. I right. call the seniors up right. and say, "You ready for your second dose?" Right. And they like, and they yeah, that small thing yeah. that they don't have to think about. Right. Oh, I have to go to the drugstore. I have to make an appointment. 
I set it up and they just get there. Yeah. And they most of the time they family members take them there. Yeah. So you know, or if I hear about some job opportunities, I call young people or let people know about the job opportunities. You know, we just one we're just one person. Right. And one person can impact the whole nation. Absolutely. And we don't need big groups or organizations yeah. and, and the funding and all that. That's a great, 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 great thing. But we don't need that. No, we never we have. need the hug and love. Yeah. Yeah. Hug and love. Yeah. And love and give resources. Absolutely. No, not just tell somebody, this young man that just got an award. I just um, spoke at the Urban Angel Award, I which was yeah, the Dale New was, York. Yeah, yes, the, yes, yes. It was the New York Theological Seminary. And Reverend Lakeisha Warren, and Dr. Reverend Lakeisha Warren, she is the president. Okay. So in 112 years, she's the first black mm. woman, first woman and black woman to run this organization. So they had the, um, the Urban Angel Awards. And I got to moderate between uh, Dr. Shosky and a woman named Karen Scott, two black, he's yeah. Indian and she's yeah, an African-American yeah. woman. Yeah. And, and, and it was just like so amazing that the work that these people are doing that really impacts us. Yeah. So what can we do? We have to be the voice for the voiceless. We do. And we have to, uh, and like I said, the young man said at the Urban League, I'm so mad that I cannot remember his name at the Urban Angel Wars. He said, it's, he said, we love people. We like giving love. He said, giving love is great. Praying for somebody is great. But how do you give them the resources? So what they did, they had a master's program at Sing Sing for 40 years that's been going on. So now the money that they made on Thursday at the Capitol will now be to underwrite the program that's going to go in women, Bedford's wow. women facility. Wow. And so they had some of the men there yeah. that graduated from the master program. I was so excited yeah. to see brothers yeah. and getting their masters, yeah. Yeah. you know, and that the New York Theological Seminary it will help these. And they were all black men. Oh, my God, it was so powerful. I bet it was. And, I you know, now they're going to go into the women's facility. So they, my, I had to connect healthcare and addiction, how it's connected to incarceration. I don't even have to tell you that because you know how it is. Yeah. You know, people don't have resources. Yeah. You know, people feel like that, they, they, that they're not worthy yeah. and that they can't be important. And so what we do is we turn to drugs, we turn to alcohol, we date people that don't matter and that don't matter about our lives, but what they're concerned with is getting something for themselves. And so I am so excited that this master's program is going to start at the women's Bedford Women's mm. uh, Correctional Facility. And, you know, that is so important. It is. You know, the one thing, you know, if you educate a man, a black man, and you educate a black woman, sky's the limit. Yeah. Sky's the limit. And then you give them their tools not to go back. Yeah. You know, recidivism is big in our community. Because when a person comes out, male or female, when child, youth, when they come out, we ostracize them. We punish them. They already did their time. And now we're punishing them again. We don't want them to forget that they went to jail. That's not what we're supposed to do. Because to me, you know, I believe in Jesus. I believe in God. Whatever anybody's, you know, whoever they follow. Right. Follow somebody, though. Yeah, beginning right. you. And Jesus never walked around saying, oh, you incarcerated, you ain't down. Because of his 12 disciples, if you think about his 12 disciples, they was... Thieves. Yeah. They were the motley crew. Yeah. Jesus picked 12 people who were not perfect. Yeah, there's a book called 12 Ordinary Men. And they weren't perfect. Right. So if they weren't perfect, we're not perfect. Absolutely. All of us are imperfect. Yeah. But we strive as we live here. Like people say, oh, uh, are you saved in the after death? I'm so glad I have Pastor Michael A. Warren, Senior Pastor, First Corinthian. Like, how do you know you saved? How do you know you saved? And people are like, are you saved? Are you saved? How do you know? Who told you you saved? Because somebody's an ordained minister or somebody know a little more Bible than you, and they tell you you be saved. Jesus, to me, he never asked that. He said, do you believe? Yeah. Wow. That's what all he, Jesus ever said. Do you believe? Right. Then if you believe, and not only believe in me, but you got to believe in yourself. The man at the, at the pool of Bethesda, and he kept saying every time, uh, 
I can't, every time I try to get the pool and get healing, people push me out the way. And then he, Jesus came along and said, pick up your bed and walk. Yeah. Not go to the pool, because right. the power wasn't in the pool, the power was in your yes, belief, in you. Yes, in you. Yeah. Do you believe, do you want to walk? And, that, and that's all it is. Do you want to save lives? Do you want to be active in your community? People say, how do you, how do you become an activist? You Just get out there start. and you say something. <laughs> say something, right? That's, that's that easy. Do it messy, do it ugly. You don't have to have 12,000 people behind you. Right. You want, If it's just you and one other person, if it's not that one other person, it could just be you. Just start. Care, compassion, wanting people to live, yeah. wanting people to eat, wanting people to be well. That is what we have to do. That's what the movement, our community is about. Absolutely. Wanting people to be well, being the best individual person, human being that they are, and know that they are loved. Yeah. And looking in that mirror every day and said, in my imperfection, I am the beloved of God. God's spirit rests in me, and God, in me, God finds favor. In me, God finds favor. And that's what we got to get to the point of, knowing that God created you for greatness. Not me. I didn't create you. Other people didn't create you, but God created you, and there's something for you to do. And Try to find that purpose. Absolutely. Absolutely. It starts with purpose. Look, I, I don't even know. <laughs> this, this could go on and on. I think yes. I'm, I'm going to end up with an Android. <laughs> I, I need to be smarter, so I'm going to have to get a smartphone. Uh, Maria, I can sit down with you for, for days. Yes, I and guess. I got to have you on my podcast. I, I, I can't wait. Yeah, I have a you Can't just, Be Silence podcast. Can't Be Silence. I'm yes. there. You on just, Mondays. You just, you just tell me. My best friend uh, and the co-founder of my nonprofit, he and his wife, they have the self-talk experience. You can see the shirt. Yeah, I and like Everything that. that you're saying is about talking good to yourself, right? The things you say to yourself about yourself um, dictate who you are, you know, and, and what you become. Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah, it says talk good to yourself. And I can tell not only if you continue to talk good to yourself, but the fact that you continue to spread that message to so many people. And even when I don't feel like it. That's so key. Even when you that's don't so feel key. like it. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I want to give a big shout-out to LaToya Parker. You know, she has Unlock Your Dreams. Shout-out to LaToya Parker. She was the first one that gave me my award for being doing the work in the community. Absolutely. So Unlock Your Dreams have been doing great work in like, the community. I watched them in 2000. It was 2001. Feed 2001 people. Yes. In the community. Yes. Like, literally. Yes. Homeless folks bringing them in, in limousines to restaurants, sitting amongst patrons, they say we're feeding 2,000 people. Start out with 200 and then another couple hundred here in the rain. Uh, but yeah, shout out to Unlock Your Dreams. Yeah, so Unlock Your Dreams. All the different events that the, that those two, that uh, Latoya mm -hmm. Parker, Shanice Star, that they do. Uh, but but wow. Yeah. I mean, it, it, to be the godmother of hip-hop, and you have so many stories there, to obviously have changed so many lives through what some would say... Uh, Death you know, was, sentence. Right. Something that was happening to you, but... It happened for you to be able to change so many other lives. Yeah. Because you look amazing. Thank you. sound you. amazing. Thank Your you. message is amazing. And uh, you have blessed us today. It Thank is such you. an honor to be able to sit down with you. I can't wait. Okay, I need my invitation now to the podcast <laughs> so, so I can be on. But uh, ladies yes. and gentlemen, that's another episode of We Won't Quit Podcast. Uh, oh, I didn't give all my how people oh, to contact oh, oh, listen, me. That's going to be at the bottom of the oh, screen. Okay. That's going to be there. But <laughs> I want you to say it again. I know you gave the website. Oh, we're going to make sure they know how to follow you. If not, my phone going to be blowing up anyway and, and all over. But let them know how they can find you. So you can find me at www.cantbesilence.org. You can contact me. My Instagram is davis underscore maria13. Facebook is Maria Antoinette Davis. Twitter is Maria Speaks to You. And um, look me up. Google Maria Davis. You can find me. Mad Wednesdays is every third Wednesday of the month. And so at the Shrine in Harlem, I want to shout out Brand Elevation Marketing. That's Absolutely. my team. Yes. You know, Dawn, I mean Dawn, Gwen Kingsbury and Deneen Walmack. And uh, all the people that um, work with me, uh, Rock Logic, uh, the real discussion with Rock Logic, Lays Elliott, OSG. Do you know Off School Grounds? Yes, yes. OSG. So they have their golf tournament next Sunday. Okay. I'm going to be with them. Lays Elliott, you know, you MOP. Don't, you, don't, you don't stop. Listen, I get in where I fit in, honey. You don't honey. stop. You don't stop. Look, I, I, I watched you on uh, on Sway show. 
Oh, Sway. And, and I love Sway. You had the Twitter then, yeah. Sway and was, Kelly, Sway, 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 Kelly. Yeah, and Kelly, right? They was talking about uh, Sway said, "I know you love me when you talk how you talk to me. Yeah. If you ain't cuss me out, then I, I feel good that I got a tongue lashing from you. Yeah. So, so it's good to laugh at you, but it's it's amazing to be able to sit with you. And, and thank uh, you. I look forward to being able to assist with any and everything that I can with the projects that you. Uh, absolutely, I mean, absolutely. That, that's not for the camera. That's that's real. Thank so, you. See, but that's what it's about. That's what it's that's, about. You have to have conversations. Absolutely. This is how you network with people. Yeah. You have to every day you get up in the morning, you should have say to yourself, I'm gonna be meet one new person that I can we can work together. Make it an affirmation. Yeah. Right? Every day. Who every I'm day. going to meet someone today that's gonna change my life. Absolutely. You have absolutely. to say it to yourself. I used to think that was corny, but I used to think, you know, when I first read like Think and Go Rich and all those books. I was like, people really look in the mirror and talk to themselves like it didn't feel right. Uh, but if you're not talking to yourself, if you're not, if it's if it's not you, like you said, it starts within you. If you don't believe, how you expect somebody else to believe? Exactly. Even and, when you don't feel like it. Even when you don't feel like it. And, right. and you know what? Um, Mother Teresa, one time I read, I don't know if you remember that controversy a couple of years ago, there was some letters and she said in the letter, she said, God, why you pick me? Mm. And people thought that was so appalling. Right. No, it's not. No, no. No, it's yeah. a, look at Martin Luther King. Yeah, yeah. Look, he died heartbroken. Yeah. And you need to see the documentary that's called King in the Wilderness. Mm. I mean, phenomenal. This is not the regular doctor documentary. Yes. yes. Not the regular documentary we used to see. Right. This is the yeah. Martin Luther King who went into Chicago and the black leaders went into Chicago, heard about these the, this building and these families. They didn't have heat and didn't have hot water. Yeah. He took his whole team yeah. and they slept there with the rats and the roaches yeah. Yeah, and so. they used their resources and got them heat. And then the black clergy came and said, why are you here? Yeah. Well, why am I here? It felt threatened. Why are these people continuing to have no hot water and no heat. Look, and I'm coming from where I am to get them the heat. That's a whole nother episode because we know that's what got him killed. It was okay to, to have a dream. It was when he started talking about the poor people's movement, talking about, you know, the food and, and feeding families and, and the resources. And you know what? That's and, when all that happened. And in the wild, king, uh, king of Wilderness, because I know y'all probably going to cut all that out. No, we're going to keep <laughs> all this. Uh, and the king, the king in the Wilderness... When Martin Luther King and his team came, some of the team was like, nah, we can't stay with you. But right. him and Coretta, they slept there. Yeah. See, to me, that's important. It. Yeah, no, it's real. It's real. Like our mayor is going and shutting the homeless down. I get it. We don't want people sleeping under the bridges. Right. But you're taking the belongings, the only belongings that they have, right. and you're throwing them away, and you ain't giving them an apartment. Yeah. So King went in there. And one look, they showed this in the documentary. Some guy went upstairs and knocked on the door, boom, boom. And he said, your name is Martin Luther King? And he said, yeah. He said, you here for us? And he said, yeah. The next day, the line was around the corner. Because mm. that one person went and told the whole community that Martin Luther King Jr. is here. Yeah. That's where it starts. See, that's beyond the boat right there. One person telling another person telling another person. Absolutely. You know, your vision doesn't belong to you. Your vision is for the people. Absolutely. Making sure the people see the bigger picture. Right. And it's just given to you. Yeah. But it's not for you. Yeah, right. It's for others to see it. Yes, so yes. I'm so glad you got a vision. Thank you so much for having me on your show. On a vision. I'm so glad. Fritz, I got to go get an Android. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so, and shout out to Fritz <laughs> behind the camera <laughs> and Latoya over there in the corner. <laughs> shout out with uh, it all starts and ends with you because yes. uh, we're so grateful and uh, I appreciate this time more than you know. Thank you, absolutely. All right, family, we'll see you again soon. We will quick soon. podcast. Take care, peace. <laughs>